Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, November 27th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, regulators say new gaming machines in gas stations throughout Missouri are threatening the traditional gambling industry and the education funding that goes with it. All of a sudden, it was just like a light bulb came on and they, they were everywhere and we were realizing that sales were down. We will examine the debate over what qualifies as gambling in Missouri. First, the news. Attorneys for St. Louis County are again arguing that it was not illegal to discriminate against a gay police sergeant because sexual orientation is not in Missouri's Human Rights Act. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, the filing comes despite County Executive Sam Page saying he never wanted to see that argument used in court again. A jury ruled in October that the St. Louis County Police Department had refused to promote Sergeant Keith Wildhaber because he's gay and then retaliated against him when he complained. It ordered the county to pay him nearly $20 million. In a motion asking the judge to overturn that verdict, outside attorneys for the county say officials believe Missouri's law needs to be changed to protect the LGBTQ community. But they say until that happens, the judge needs to throw out the Wildhaber ruling. Page said in a statement he allowed attorneys to use that argument because he's working to settle the case and has appointed new members of the Board of Police Commissioners. Wildhaber's attorneys declined to comment. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The $20 million verdict in that case has prompted a shakeup at the panel that oversees the St. Louis County Police Department. The county council has approved two new members to the Board of Police Commissioners. The council backed Thomasina Hassler and Lori Punch's nominations to the five-person panel. Both were asked if they were planning to fire Police Chief John Belmar. Hassler says making such a promise would be premature. I want to come in objectively. I want to come in and learn the system uh, before I could reasonably make a decision like that or make a statement like that. Council members unanimously approved Hassler, but voted 4-3 to three to back Punch's nomination. Some were concerned about her social media posts raising sharp questions about policing. Construction is underway on the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency's nearly $2 billion West headquarters in North St. Louis. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, many local and state leaders say the development offers a major opportunity to revitalize surrounding neighborhoods. The NGA's new campus won't open for at least five years, but for some, the construction marks a new beginning for Northside neighborhoods like St. Louis Place and Jeff Vanderloo. U.S. Representative Lacey Clay says the new development is key to bringing in much-needed services like affordable housing and infrastructure improvements. Nothing else has ever come here like this in my lifetime or yours. No development like this. Can you point to one? I can't. And there hasn't been a culture that pushes development here until now. The new NGA campus is the largest federal investment in St. Louis history. More than 3,000 existing NGA jobs in South St. Louis will move to the facility in 2025. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Congregation Temple Israel has been serving Thanksgiving dinner for people in need for more than three decades. 
This year, roughly 500 people linked to social service agencies in the region will take part. Senior Rabbi Amy Fader says in addition to the dinner, people will be able to pick out something warm and free from their store. And so people walk away with, you know, either a coat or hand gloves or something to make sure um, that as the season gets colder, that they're walking away, not just feeling like their, you know, their bellies are full, but also that they will be just a little more um, protected in the winter weather. About 250 volunteers will help with today's dinner. A big thanks to those who have passed along their thoughts this week about the Gateway. We'd like to hear from everyone who listens. Email feedback at stlpublicradio.org. Missouri is struggling over how to regulate thousands of new gaming machines in gas stations, veterans' homes, and private clubs. They resemble slot machines but are not subject to the same taxes or rules. As St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue reports, officials worry those machines are costing the state some big bucks. At a fast lane gas station in O'Fallon, Brian Wiley sits down at a gray machine in front of the store. He lives down the street and he comes in to play electronic games a couple of times a week. Sometimes he wins some cash. Yeah, you just actually put your money in and you just decide what denomination you want and then you just uh, decide your six different games on it. You go in there and then pick the amount of money you want to play for and just hit the button. The machine Wiley is playing looks like a slot machine. It also sounds like a slot machine. But it isn't in a casino, which is the only place you're supposed to be able to find a slot machine in Missouri. I prefer the casino, but I'd like to say I just don't want to drive that far. Machines like the one Wiley plays have been at the center of a months-long debate in Jefferson City. There's a fight over whether they should be classified as gambling machines, like slots, and subjected to those same taxes and regulations. The State Gaming Commission and law enforcement officials are convinced the machines are gambling devices, operating illegally outside of a casino. Stephen Sokoloff with the Missouri Prosecutors Association explained the difference to lawmakers last month. The gambling that is, it is considered legal in the state of Missouri is extremely closely regulated. And I think there's a big dif- difference between that and what we see in the local quick shops because there is no control over that. But at least one of the machine owners, Torch Electronics, disagrees with Sokoloff. Company spokesman Greg Keller says their devices don't meet the technical definition of gambling machines. Unlike slot machines, the outcomes of games played on Torch machines are predetermined. Keller says that's what makes them legally different from gambling devices. Every single time someone plays on one of our machines, there is a button on the screen that tells them whether or not the next play they are going to do is a winning play. They have that opportunity every, every chance, every time that they uh, choose to play. What's at stake in this debate is millions for public services. Casinos and the Missouri Lottery say the machines are siphoning away players like Wiley from their games that produce tax revenue. The casino industry and Missouri Lottery contributed a combined $710 million in gambling taxes during the state's last budget cycle. Most of that money goes to support K-12 schools, public universities, and veteran services. A lot isn't known about these machines, including how many are even in Missouri. Many people cite an estimate of 14,000 machines being in operation. Missouri Lottery Director May Shivi Reardon 
says they haven't been regulated, so no official count has ever been taken. All of a sudden, it was just like a light bulb came on, and they, they were everywhere. And we were realizing that sales were down on both our draw product and our scratch product. Reardon also says it's not clear who all the machine operators are and how many of them are in the market. Torch has publicly come forward as the owner of some, but there are other companies that haven't been as transparent. We have no idea. Nobody really stands up in a room and says, yeah, I'm an operator for these illegal machines. So we've tried to find different ways, but just really haven't. Those machine operators that have been identified are spending big bucks on political capital ahead of the 2020 session. Torch, its owner Stephen Miltenberger, and his wife have given almost $105,000 in political donations over the last two years. That includes $20,000 given directly to a PAC supporting Governor Mike Parson. Torch and another company that operates similar machines have hired eight lobbyists, including former Missouri House Speaker Stephen Tilley, who is the governor's close friend. On the other side of the issue, the Missouri Gaming Association, which represents the state's casinos, has four lobbyists. Lawmakers say they expect multiple pieces of legislation to be filed to address these machines. When they meet in January, some of the new proposals may seek to tax or regulate them. I'm Julie O'Donohue, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. This is the final podcast for the week. The Gateway returns Monday. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.